It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the news stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the show. I'm Julia Hartley Brewer and you are with Talk TV. Joining me right now to run through all of the top stories of the day. I bet you can't guess what they are. Is Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Um, good morning to you. Good morning. I Thank can't guess what they are. I can't guess what they are. I'm, I'm really relying on you here. I mean, like, well, what, what should we talk about? <laughs> yeah, it's the post office horizon scandal. Of course it is. And it does feel like D-Day today. And now is that because, you know, something massive has changed in the post office horizon scandal? Is there new information that's come forward? Is it because, um, you know, there, 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 is, there is finally an understanding of the legal situation? No, it's for two reasons. There was a drama on ITV mm. over Christmas. Mm. Very brilliant four-part drama. If you haven't seen it, please do watch it. It really brings it home what really happened. And first PMQs of the mm. new year today. Yes, Parliament has been back this week and it is time for the Prime Minister to face questions from Keir Starmer at the dispatch box at midday. In just two hours' time, we'll be taking that live because we're pretty darn sure there were going to be questions from Keir Starmer about what are you going to do about the Horizon scandal and the Prime Minister wants to have answers. And we know there were meetings till late last night in number 10 uh, trying to decide what to do about this and we're expecting a plan to be announced either at PMQs by the Prime Minister or or just before, mm. basically looking at, crucially, um, a mass exoneration, speeding up that mass exoneration, sort of one by one, plodding over the years yeah. of those 700-plus post office workers who, post office sub-postmasters who were wrongly convicted, but also looking to speed up the compensation. People have had, you know, on average, like 50 grand. I'm sorry, it doesn't touch the sides of no. losing your, your life, your reputation, your freedom, uh, and, uh, and your livelihood. Mm. Um, Compensation Advisory Board for Horizon also meets today after PMQs. Is gonna, they're obviously going to be presented with some sort of fait accompli. question we're asking today is, what do you want to hear from Rishi Sunak? What does he have to say today that will be good enough, given how long it's taken? Benedict? I mean, given the, given the sheer number of victims that are involved, I th- suppose it's going to be quite difficult to to please everybody, because there are going to be a bit different people with different priorities. Some people will just want to put this behind them, get on with their lives, get compensation. Other people will want justice. They will want investigations. They may even want criminal or civil prosecutions. I bloody do. Um, Absolutely. And I suppose that might be where there's a bit of a sticking point on the question of uh, mass exonerations and speeding up of, um, of compensation is whether or not that might impact any potential uh, criminal investigations or prosecutions. We're always that told be... that, aren't we? Nothing we can are, happen. There's still a public true. inquiry. It is That's true. It. You can't do criminal yeah. investigations until after the public inquiry, and it you can't be, do that until yeah. after that. And 
It would be nice if we were able to do things faster, but I think at this point we have to accept our state is very sluggish, and often that's to cover its own back, but sometimes it is also in order to get to the right decision. And I think um, a speeding up of the process, whatever the end outcome is, is desirable. Um, I also think, though, you have to sort of look at this politically speaking. It's a potential rare win, I suppose, for the government to be seen to be speeding up this process, because it's one of the few things that Rishi Sunak, I don't think anybody blames him specifically for this, because it's gone back so far. He has seemed to grab the nettle, so to speak, and say, there will be this, there will be this, there will be this on this kind of timeline. People will go, fantastic, he's at least across this. So it's yeah, a I, big I, win. And I certainly think the, the current postal affairs minister, um, Kevin Hollenrake, has mm. actually seemed to be doing a good job. And actually spoke to Paul Scully, another former Tory minister in that role, who, again, yeah. uh, the people involved in this have said, you know, he was he actually listened and wanted to take action. Yeah. However, I've got a funny feeling a lot of people are going to take some reaction to me as this, which is a... Yeah, but you knew all this. There's yeah. nothing new. You knew all this and you didn't act until it was on the front page of the papers yeah. and lots of people up in arms because they understood it and knew it and it was on ITV mm. uh, and not on, you know, the back, <laughs> you know, inside pages of a, of a broadsheet newspaper. Yeah. A lot of people say the media haven't covered this enough. The media were covering this for many, many years. They really, really mm. were um, and trying to make headway. I'm very, very pleased we're going to be talking to Lord Arbuthnot, James Arbuthnot. He's the yeah. Tory peer, was Tory MP. He's key featured mm. character in that ITV drama as one of the MP He's a real goodies who stood mm. up and mm. fought on this. And he was the one who said, you know, this is one of the worst miscarriages of justice. And he said that years ago. Meanwhile, you know, you know, even in 2019, when you know there had been some victories where they knew they knew that there was something wrong with this arising yeah. computer. And in in controversial evidence, Paula Venels, the then um uh, chief exec, she got given a CBE. She was pushed forward for that honor, she was approved for that honor, no objections. She's now forced yesterday, just about half an hour after the show, to hand back her CB. I mean, basically, you know, reading the runes, writing yeah. on the wall, sweetheart. It's going to be embarrassing <laughs> when it's when you're forced to hand it back. Yeah. You're going to be on front pages until you do. Front pages have moved on already, saying she needs to give back £3 million in bonuses and pensions. She shouldn't have had bonuses when she oversaw this. Quite right, too. I have a funny feeling a lot of that's going to happen, too. But um, there are also big questions about Fujitsu, aren't there? And yeah. quite rightly, why are they still been awarded a load of government contracts since. Um, why are they... I mean, they're in charge of the criminal records in this country. Mm. Fujitsu, who oversaw I mean, the horizon. I mean, lot, sorry. Lots, lots of stuff is outsourced to private companies when it comes to the criminal justice system, which do not necessarily have very good records. But this is something that people don't really pay no. too much attention to because it doesn't have any. G4S is charge well, of them. Well, exactly yeah. is what but I'm saying. But also, interesting <laughs> development. There's a guy called um, Gareth Jenkins, and mm. he gave evidence in some of these cases, basically putting people into prison yeah. because of evidence he gave. He was the architect, the, the, the guy who created this Horizon IT system. Mm. He has apparently been asked to appear before the public inquiry on a number of occasions. Each time it's postponed, he's now saying, I want immunity from prosecution to appear. Do you think you should be given that? Um, no, I don't, I don't think you should be given uh, immunity. For a start, if you start off by going, I want immunity from prosecution, it's not a great, mm. it's not a great sign, is it? I'll, I'll only give evidence if you promise not to prosecute me. No, Based I don't, on what I've said. I, I don't, mm. You know what, actually, I don't like systems. They have this in the US and they have this in other countries as well, don't they, where if you sort of turn witness, so to speak, you can get away with it. But actually, we, that's doing it before you're given the evidence. We don't actually know how bigger part you played. Yeah. So I'm not okay with that at all. No. And I would have thought that there would be mechanisms. I'm sorry, I'd hope that there would be mechanisms well, to compel it. Well, depends the kind of public inquiry. We've had yes. this over, say, Lucy Letby and other cases as mm. well. I mean, I, I'm very clear on this. I, I want all of these post officers exonerated, mm. uh, post office submasters exonerated. Um, and yes, there will be some who are guilty. Of course there will be. Uh, and yes, well, 
you know what, so what? They've already been prosecuted and convicted, so they've already had some punishment anyway, even if those ones who are guilty, the vast majority, not. I also want these people compensated. The minimum £600,000, that's a good start. Again, probably doesn't touch the side of future earnings, lost earnings, losing your home, maybe your marriage, people who lost loved ones, four committed suicide, others have died. Uh, in the meantime, marriages breaking up. Losing, losing your good name is worth more than £600,000, for goodness sake. But we've got to go further. I don't care, really, about CBEs. I don't really care about someone's pension and bonuses. But I do care about the people behind this because there was a criminal conspiracy to pervert the course of justice. There was. I mean, it is not possible for so many people to have been pushed through this process, to have been convicted, if people were not routinely lying in court, lying about what they knew, deliberately covering up what they knew, and seeing innocent people lose their livelihoods and lose their freedom. That is a criminal act. It's a serious criminal offence. And we need people to be tried prosecuted and we need them to be convicted and we need them to go to jail because I don't think this is about the post office. I think this is about much more than the post office. I think this is about how our country is run and the systems we've got with big corporations, big public bodies, whether it's an NHS trust, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's the government, whether it's the post office, whoever it is, just getting away with, in some cases, I would say, not just murder, but corporate manslaughter at least, forcing people into suicide at least because of their behaviour, where the big company always wins against the little person. We see that again and again because they've got more money, they've got more power, and they're willing to lie, and that's what they've done. So a few CBEs being handed back, a bit of pension money being handed back, and some pardons, exonerations, it's not going to fly because until the people who did this know, and everyone following on from it know, you are going to go to jail. Your reputation is going to be taken. Your livelihood is going to be taken. Your freedom is going to be taken if you do that to other people knowingly. And they did know. They did know what they were doing. Then this is not going to stop. Don't you agree? I agree. And I'm taken back to the start of this current conservative series of conservative governments, uh, David Cameron. One of the earliest things, of course, that he did was uh, reopen the inquiry uh, investigation into the Hillsborough disaster. Mm. And, you know, similar, not exactly the same, obviously, but a similar sort of culture of uh, cover-up, of lying, of blaming people. Protect the having, reputation of an organisation at all yep, costs. Yep, dragging innocent people who died through the mud, their families through the mud. You know, sort of, again, talking decades, decades decades of individuals, families having to sort of fight against a system that was arrayed against them. And it does sort of make you, you don't want to sort of sigh and say, well, nothing's changed, but it does appear not enough has changed. Lessons certainly. will be learned. Yeah, but they never are, are they? I it's, mean, I, I'm, I want on my gravestone to have the phrase, lessons will be learned, asterisks, no, they won't. Rather than, I told you there was something wrong with me. I told you, yes, I'm always like, who was that? Is that Spike Milligan? I think it was, yes. <laughs> Anyway, I want to put the question to you, because we're, we're expecting to hear before midday, or certainly at PMQs at midday, we will take that live, of course. Don't want to miss a single word of the beginning of PMQs, uh, where we're going to be hearing from Rishi Sunak an announcement about what he's going to do to try and sort of basically, you know, clear all these people's good names and also uh, to get to make sure they get to compensation quickly. So I want to know from you, what do you want to hear Rishi Sunak say? He's going to make an announcement, we're told as early as today. What do you want to hear from him? What does he need to say? Give us a call on 0344-499-1000. You can text on 8722. Or you can get in touch on X at TalkTV. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Calls are charged at the national rate. Text costs one standard network rate message. Get those calls, texts, and tweets coming in thick and fast. We'll get someone air as soon as we can. Um, Benedict, let's talk about some um, other stories as well. Uh, Rwanda, Bill. Mm. <laughs> there are some stories. Speaking of things that Speaking never of which, change. It, yes, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be coming back, uh, I believe, next week. Rebels, rebels, the rebels, the rebels uh, getting their act together. So more people, uh, you know, wanting to change it. We've had Robert Jenrick, mm. former immigration minister, calling for things to be tightened up. There is still now a feeling that the government is just, they're trying to talk the talk, but they're not willing to walk the walk when it comes to getting these planes off the ground. And we also all know even if the planes get off the ground, which in principle they should be allowed to do, um, it's not going to make a blind bit of difference. It's fiddling whilst Rome burns, ultimately. Yeah. They've decided that this is the sort of the big keystone you know, policy that's really going to persuade the public that they're taking this seriously. Yeah. Everybody knows now the numbers that are involved and that the numbers are not anywhere near the numbers of people who are coming across in the first place. And everybody is aware that Rwanda, you know, that the system in Rwanda is uh, objected to uh, by the Supreme Court on account of uh, UN evidence. Everybody is aware that it's costing an awful lot of money. Everybody is aware that it's just not a functioning system. Even if it does come into play, it's not going to fulfil the role that it yeah. is. And I think everybody would prefer it if the government was just honest with people about what would be required to have a functioning uh, way of dealing with illegal immigration into this country. It would be expensive. It would probably be quite, you know, they'd be accused of being the nasty party again because it would mean incarcerating a lot of people probably yeah. in a large detention centre somewhere on the British mainland. That's what you actually need to do when you have yep. this many people. They're not prepared to do it. They don't want to do it because they are scared of the optics. And that's exactly. government run by focus group and optics and media. Yeah. That's what you get. And also what their friends... I, I go on about yeah. this a lot, but I can't tell you how much this is a big factor. What their friends at dinner parties think. Mm. What somebody who comes up to them waitros yes. has to say. Oh, it's just People not don't want to do the right thing. Mm. They want to be seen to be nice persons. Exactly. And niceness is all very well, but doing the right thing is more important. The British public have spoken again and again and again and said, we're not happy with this. And, you know, we're about to see, realistically, on the polls, election of a, of a Labour government who, who don't even seem to have a problem with it. not just mass legal immigration, but mass illegal immigration. I, I find it absolutely terrifying how much worse it's going to get. What is fascinating, though, is how much other Western governments are waking up to this. I mean, certainly America, even Biden, you know, criticised Donald Trump, absolutely 
I mean, he's, I mean, we have seen, I mean, I think three million people have crossed into America from the Mexican border mm. under Joe Biden. I mean, they're still claiming to be, you know, clamping down on this. But the, most of Western Europe is basically up in arms about this. Mm. Eastern Europe have been sensible about it all along, gone, mm. no, thank you, not on our watch. Yeah. I mean, something's going to have to be done. But, but the British Sunak faces a rebellion, not just from the sort of rebel MPs, you know, the, the Red Wall MPs, saying you've got to deal with this issue mm. and be harder on it, leave the European Court of Human Rights, et cetera, et cetera, or essentially ignore those pyjama rulings saying, oh, no, no, you can't do it at the last minute, tough. Mm. You know, France, Italy, Germany, they all ignore those rulings. Mm. Why don't we? Mm. Um, but also from the left of the party, the wishy-washy, oh, but, you know, I love the local man who runs my local deli. Yeah. Isn't immigration great? You just don't live in the real world of how much it impacts socially and economically on, on ordinary working people in Britain. I mean, the, the Tory party is facing a, a not dissimilar problem to the one that Labour faced when Jeremy Corbyn was leader, which is that it's two distinct parties now on this issue. Yeah. This is a key issue. And you can't be this divided and expect to win a general election. The Labour Party is being very, you know, as you say, it's sort of, it's appealing to its core by suggesting that it would be fine with mass immigration because mass immigration is nice, but it's also not really saying very much yeah. on what it would do with illegal immigration because if you don't say anything, you can't be criticised for it. Whereas the Tories come out with bad policies that cost a lot of money and of course they get lambasted from both sides. Um, you're right. Actually, most Western governments recognise what's going on. In the United States, it looks very much like Donald Trump might become the president again mm. as a, in large part because of this you know, furore that they've got on their southern border. But actually, if you compare the numbers that are coming into the United States and then you compare the numbers of people who are coming legally and illegally into this country, they're not that dissimilar. No. It's really concerning, given the massive difference in size. And it's not, and it's not going away. By the way, talking of Trump, I mean, we're going to get yeah. to it later in the show, but I mean, I'm, I'm actually loving watching the Trump thing. First of four sets of federal criminal charges he's facing. He was, he was in court yesterday, although there weren't cameras in court. But again, he knows he, every time he goes to these court cases, he, his, his vote to, uh, <laughs> appeal goes up according to the yeah. polls. Um, but his, his defence in court about charges about, over whether or not, you know, his attempts to basically undermine the democratic election in, mm. in, uh, in 2020 uh, were actually was criminal or not, is that, but they couldn't have been criminal because I was president at the time and therefore immune from any prosecution. I mean, basically, yeah, you could, yeah, you could just... He used to joke, didn't he, in 2016, yeah. I could murder someone on Fifth Avenue and, and, and it would be fine. He's basically saying, if I'm president, I can get away with anything. I mean, there is an on-running joke on the internet among right-wing circles that whenever somebody's assassinated in the Middle East and somebody whispers in Joe Biden's ear that it's happened, he looks up from his cup and tea and goes, oh, did we do that? Which is, you know, just an on-running yeah. joke in the United States. But I... I almost hope that it works. It would be awful if this if this line worked. Awful for democracy. But I almost hope that it does because of the brazenness of it. The sort yeah. of the, the chutzpah of going, I was president, I can do I can what do I want. anything up. And you I kind do, of sat there going, you, well, he is the most powerful man do, in the world. Do, do the you remember the, his defence over the, the um, Mar-a-Lago uh, mm. you know, confidential documents? You know, just left in a ballroom, left in a shower room, you know. <laughs> and his argument was, but, but I had declassified them. He said, well, you'd never declassify them. No, no, I had merely thought that I had declassified. I, um, Me thinking they were declassified is declassifying Donald them. Donald Trump, the Sun King. I, I thought, mean, it's and just, you should know that. It's just bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I mean, talking of other you know threats to the West, not just you know rebels, you know, uh, you know rebel MPs fighting mm. against illegal migration. We've seen the largest Houthi attack to date in the Red Sea, mm. repelled by British and US warships. The HMS Diamond had to fire a, a huge uh, attack on uh, to uh, repel drone and missile attacks. Mm. Um, in the Red Sea. This has been announced by the Defence Secretary Grant Shapps. Uh, um, the HMS Diamond, as of course we all know, of course we did, uh, a Type 45 destroyer uh, was deployed by the UK to help protect shipping in the region and has already had to do that. Mm. This is getting rather worrying.
It is. I mean, the Houthis have been allowed to get away with an awful lot of arming uh, for the last few years because they've been they've been opposed by the legitimate government of Yemen, which is quite weak, but that's backed by a Gulf Cooperation Coalition. But of course, Western governments aren't very keen on other Gulf states, much like they aren't keen on Israel, yeah. uh, defending their own interests. So that's how they've been able to get this powerful. I think we'll deal with it, like we dealt with the Somali pirate issue. Yeah. You know, they're not that powerful, but it is still concerning that we allowed it to get to this state. Exactly. The first place. Yes, everyone turning. The, you know, again, the West trying to sort of walk away from these, mm. these regions doesn't really tend to work out. Also, can we talk about, I mean, really worrying story, um, parents who refuse their ch- to allow, accept their children are changing their gender, mm. face seven years in jail in Scotland. This is a consultation document, but Scotland has been completely mad on this under the SNP, mm. as we know, it helped bring down Nicola Sturgeon yeah. uh, over uh, putting men, you can call yourself anything you want, but you're still a biological man, into women's jails, even though they were rapists. But parents who refuse to allow their children to change gender would face up to seven years in jail under a plan to ban conversion therapy. Now, this is not the same as sort of, you know, some lunatic evangelical Christian group mm. in America giving people electric shock treatment no. because someone's gay. Mm. We're talking about parents who don't accept that their six-year-old, because a boy puts on a dress or wants to push a pram, is, is, a, is a girl or a girl who plays with trucks is a boy. They're just... They're just normal kids. Yeah, and that's the problem is that people conflate the two. They assume it's this sort of barbaric sort of 60s and 70s style experimental treatment to try to cure yeah. homosexuality, and it's not that at all. And I have to say, I feel I feel very bad for the voters of Scotland because of what they've been lumped yeah. with. And you, and you look at the, the relative rates of poverty, the poor literacy rates, the drug deaths yep. that Alcohol goes on deaths. There, and you just think, actually, why is it that they are allowed to be subjected to this because of you know the aspects of devolution, mm. that one party can get in and that central government doesn't step in and say, actually, no, this is not fit for purpose. I understand that might not be popular because there's a big independence movement in Scotland. But at some point, somebody has to step in and say, no, you are being mismanaged. Actually, yeah. this is Absolutely. not a, uh, not Absolutely. a government. Um, let's t- I don't want to give anyone ideas, by the way, sitting in a TV studio. An extraordinary story uh, overnight about hooded <laughs> gunmen who burst into the live TV set in Ecuador mm. a day after the country's president declared a state of emergency following the escape of one of the country's uh, most notorious drug gang, gang bosses from prison. Um, extraordinary footage. You've got it on the, the TV now. If you're listening on the radio, so you can't see it, but uh, you may have seen it. Uh, men in sort of balaclavas, big... Re- assault weapons, coming into the studio, grabbing presenters. One of the presenters basically sort of, you know, praying, uh, going onto his knees, talking on TV. It all went out live mm. on television. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, we've, we had people walking, you know, running onto the Question Time set <laughs> or the BBC News occasionally, haven't we? But, I mean, this is incredibly worrying. Well, it harks back to the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan when people were on live yeah. broadcasts and having, you know, people with guns saying, don't worry, nothing bad's happening. Um, but also it harks back to the 80s and the days of Pablo Escobar and, you know, attacks. Yeah and using broadcast stations to uh, put messages out. I mean, it's very worrying. You often get these sort of very unstable situations, lots of Latin American countries. Neighbouring Colombia has done very well relatively to Mm. address that. Also to the North and Central America, El Salvador has done incredible things by being very sort of draconian on people who are accused of being members of drugs to clamp down on murders and drug crime. But it's a very difficult thing given that these organisations, they are paramilitary. Everyone, you know, as we know about this in Mexico, they are as tooled up as the military often are. Oh, yeah, it, it, often more so. All I like yeah. to say is, though, you know, if you're taking drugs in this country or in America, mm. you know, you, you, you dabble a little bit. You're, you're, respo- yeah, yeah. you're responsible for this. This is, this is your creation. Mm. If you didn't buy it, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't have the money and they wouldn't be able to do this. There we are. You're, take, it, <laughs> take it on the chin, guys. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.